The Pesach in our, this week's parsha is that the uh, midwives were told by Pare that they should kill all the Jewish boys, but they didn't. They feared Hashem, and because the Jew, the, the Pesach says, and because they feared Hashem, He made for them ha- homes, houses, homes. So the Gemara Saita says, Rabbi Shmuel had a, dis- uh, had a difference of opinion about what this means. One said that it means the, home, the families of Kahuna Levia, that uh, homes means families. And one said that it means the home, the uh, families of royalty. The one that says Kahuna Levia means Aaron, the daughter, the sons of uh, Mir- uh, Yechavit. And the one that says the homes of uh, royalty means Miriam because David Melech was a descendant of Miriam as well. The Sifri phrases it a little differently. It says, he made for them houses. What are these houses? I don't know what they mean. When it says, at the end of 20 years, as of talking about Shleiman Melech, took 20 years to build the Beis Hamikdash and the royal palace. So it says in the Pasuk, at the end of 20 years that Shleiman Melech bought the, uh, uh, built the two houses, Shnei Habatim, the, as Beis Hashem, Hashem's house, which refers to the place where the Kayanim do their work, the Beis Hamikdash, and the the home of the king, the uh, royal palace, is of course the house of royalty, the home of royalty. So Yechavet was zeichet to Kahuna, Miriam was zeichet to Malchus. How does Rashi say it? Rashi quotes the words Vayas lehem Batim, and he explains Bate Kahuna Levio Malchus the homes of Kahuna, the families of Kahuna, Levia, Malchus, which are called Batim. As it says in the Pasuk, Vayivin is Beis Hashem, he quotes the Pasuk from Malachim, which talks about uh, Shleim HaMelech, is uh, Beis Hashem, is Beis HaMelech. Kahuna, Levia, Meyecheved, Kahuna, Levia came from Yechever, Malchus came from Miriam, as it's written in Masech Tesaita. So the question is, Rashi seems to be quoting mostly from the Sifri, because the Sifri has it all as Kuhuna Levia Malchus. The Gemara makes a machlaikas out of it. One says that it's Kuhuna Levia, one says that it's Malchus. Rashi says it together, that it's Kuhuna Levia Malchus. That comes from the Sifri. Rashi also brings the Pasik that is brought in Sifri about the Shlema Melech building the two houses, the two buildings. And that Pasik is not quoted by the Gemara. Yet Rashi concludes the, pos- the his uh, interpretation that he's quoting this from the Masechta Saita, but this seems to be coming more from the Sifri than it does from Masechta Saita. So why does he quote Masechta Saita? So in regards to the first question, why, since in the Gemara it's two separate opinions where Rashi puts it together as one thing, Kahuna, Levia, and Malchus, we could answer, we could explain it as this way. Before this machlekes of Rav Shmuel, there's a previous machlekes of Rav Shmuel in regards to who exactly were the midwives. One, uh, one of whether Rav Shmuel, one of them says that it was the, a mother and her daughter, which means Yechavet and Miriam. The other one says it was a mother-in-law and her daughter-in-law, which means Yechavet and Elisheva, who was the wife of Ar. So now that we see that this machlekes, we'd explain the second machlekes as well. If you say that it was Yechavet and Elisheva, so then Kahuna comes from Elisheva because all, her, the wife of Aaron, who, who all her children were Kayanim. And Leviah comes from Yechavet. 
but there's no mention of Malchus because Miriam is not in the mix. But if you say, like the other opinion, that it was a mother and her daughter, Yechev and Miriam, then you include Malchus as well. And since Rashi holds that it was Yechev and Miriam, as he spells out clearly, so therefore to him it could be Kuhuna Levia from Yechev and Malchus from Miriam. But the question still remains why does he say that it's from Masech to Saita when it's really seems to be coming from Sifri. Another thing that we have to understand, Rashi seems to be trying to say that the word Bote Malchus and Bote Kahuna, which means families of Malchus and Kahuna, that you could use that, the word Botem, to describe families rather than buildings, physical buildings. So why does he bring the, the Raya from the, the two buildings that Shleim HaMelech built as Bote Beis Hashem, and which refers to Malchus and Beis, uh, sorry, Beis, refers to Kainim and Beis Hamelech, which refers to Malchus. Those are describing physical buildings. So why does he bring a raya that it means families from a pasuk that where it literally means buildings? In fact, there are many psukim throughout Tanakh which talk about but bias as meaning a family. Beis Alevi Baruchos Hashem, Beis Aaron Baruchos Hashem. That means literally the family of Aaron. Bless Hashem, the family of Levi. And there are multiple psukim like that, both in regards to royalty and in regards to Kuhuna Leviya. So why does Rashi bring a raya from a pasuk that describes a physical building when there are many psukim which describe it as a family, that the word bias means a family? So the explanation of that is simple. Rashi is not trying to bring proof that the word bias Batim could mean families. That's so obvious, it's found all over the Torah. There's no need for Rashi to bring a proof of that. In fact, Rashi already explained it earlier when he said that when the, the, the sound of, um, of Yosef and his brothers was heard in base Parai, so he says that it doesn't mean the house heard it, it means the people in the home. It means the, the Avodah and so So Rashi himself already said that the word bias could mean people, not a physical house. What Rashi is trying to say is that the word batim, when you say the word batim without any adjective, it doesn't describe which house, that in itself could mean kuhuna levia and malchus. Because our Pasuk, it simply says he made for them batim. So what batim are we talking about? So we find in a Pasuk that the word Batim refers to Kehuna Levia and Malchus. That's from the Pasuk which Leim HaMelech. Over there it says simply, he built the two houses. Which houses are we talking about? Two buildings. He doesn't describe which buildings. He has to go on now to say what those two buildings are, which is the Besamidosh and the royal palace. So we see that the word Batim already means those two things. That's what Rashi is trying to say. And it, it doesn't matter what the word batim means, whether it means a physical building or it means a family. The fact that the word batim means kuhuna levia and malchus, that's what he's trying to prove from this Pasuk. In fact, that's what Rashi, it should read. It says, Vayiven esabayis, which is strange because there is no such Pasuk, Vayiven esabayis. It's a mistake in the transcribing of the Rashi. It should say, Habatim so we see that habatim means and that's all Rashi is trying to point out here 
And therefore, it doesn't disturb Rashi that the Pasuk means a literal physical building. Because that's not the point. The point is, can batim, whatever the meaning of batim is, can, it means kohon That's what he's trying to, to point out. Question is, though, why does Rashi have to go to explain that it means something esoteric like the families of Kayan and Levian? Why doesn't he say simply Hashem made for them houses? There are some commentaries that do say that. He built them houses. They were afraid of Parai. They exposed themselves to his wrath. Now they have to be protected. So Hashem provided them with houses. Maybe that's the meaning. Or it could mean simply that Hashem provided them with families. They had children. They had beautiful families as well. Why does he translate the word batim as meaning families of Kayinim, Leviim, and, and royalty? Which is something very unique, very specific, more fitting to a medrash than it is to the simple understanding of the word batim in the Pasuk. So the reason is because the, the Pasuk says in the previous Pasuk, Vayitav, when they, they, uh, they feared Hashem and therefore Hashem did good for them. Vayitav lem, he did good for them. Rashi explains what was the good he made for them batim. So the, if you say that it means simply that he protected them, he gave them a house in which to be protected from Parai, that's called he did good for them? He just protected them that at least it shouldn't harm them what they did. That's not called being good, doing good for them. That's simply keeping them out of harm's way. Good must mean something much more than that. The same thing, if you say that he gave them families, what's so special about that? Even before this whole thing started where Parai made the Xavier that you should kill all the boys... It says already, Vaparu, Vayishritu, the Jewish people multiplied incre- incredibly. So every Jewish family has a big Jewish family. Hashem did something special for them, that He gave them a family. Everybody had a family. What did He do good for them? Therefore, Rashi says it must be something super good, something super special that He did for them. He gave them unique families, a family that nobody else had. Kayanim, Levim, royalty, that's what he did for them. That's the kind of batim that he did for them. But Rashi is still bothered by one thing, which is, according to those two other answers, that it means either a literal house that he made for them, provided them with, or that he gave them families, then it fits into the context. They did something for Hashem, they risked their lives, so he gave them reward that he protected them. Or that they established families they helped the Jewish people establish their families by saving their children. So Hashem gave them a family. It seems to be He rewarded them for what they did. It seems to be a commensurate reward. But the way that Rashi explains it, that Batekahuna, Levia, Malchus, what does that have to do with what they did? How is that a midakeneged mida for what they did? So Rashi answers that by saying this comes from a Sechta Saita. And the Sechta Saita there, the discussion is about midakeneged mida. But it's not just in general terms. The whole Midah Keneged Midah discussion there is getting down into the details. The specific thing that the person did was rewarded by a specific way, very much, very close to what they themselves did. It wasn't just in general terms. You did a good thing, I'll do a good thing for you. It's very down to the detail. And that's why Rashi says, this is what it's teaching us about Kahuna Levia and Malchus. It's not just that he gave them great rewards. It was that this was a reward which was very much connected to what they did. It wasn't just that they helped families, they saved their children, 
and that's what the, the good thing that they did it turns out that every single child or at least most if, if almost every single child that went out of Mitzrayim was as a result of what Miriam and Yecheved did they saved every single child in the Jewish people which means this was they brought to life they brought into the world every single Jewish child that went out of Mitzrayim which means every single Jewish child for all of you know the future every single Jew that exists in the world today as a result of what Miriam and Yecheved did they kept them alive and that's who went out of Mitzrayim and that's, that's where all Jewish every Jewish child comes from and that's what the reward was also not that they had a good child they had nachas from their children Hashem gave them the reward that they established the family of Kayanim forever every Kayan that exists today Yecheved Aaron Yecheved every single the royal family that exists all into the time of Mashiach from Miriam just like they established the family of Jewish people Hashem established for them they were gifted that they were the source of the families of Kayan and Levim and royalty forever and ever just like Masech Saita shows the direct link between the good deed you did and what happened what was given to you another thing that is explained by quoting that it comes from Masech Saita there's another question that could be asked the Medrash actually says it describes it this way and because they feared Hashem for their in reward for their fearing Hashem Hashem gave them a gift and the Medrash says that gift was Torah Moshe Rabbeinu came from Yecheved he's the one that brought the Torah to the Jewish people it's called in his name and it's called Vayitav Lehem he did good for them is because Torah is called good Moshe Rabbeinu was called good that when he was born she saw that he was good the Torah says and as far as Miriam B'Tzalel who built the Aaron who was filled with wisdom which means also related to Torah and he built the Aaron in which the Torah was placed so that's the gift that Hashem gave them for their fear of Hashem but Rashi says that that the reward for the year for what the Yaldas did was not that he that Moshe Rabbeinu gave the Torah which is a totally different thing you could divide it into two things for the year Shemayim he got Torah for what they did was for what they actually did for the Jewish children was that they, they were given but Rashi relates it back to the original thing so in other words he leaves out this whole thing about Yerusha, about because they were Yerushalayim that's why they got Torah he doesn't mention that at all why, so the reason why Rashi relates it to this rather than, that says that this is the reward rather than Moshe Rabbeinu being the one that delivered the Torah because in Masech Saita that's also answered by his referring to Masech Saita over there, it, whenever it talks about Mida Keneged Mida in Masech Saita, it talks about the things you did rather than the feelings that came with it because feelings are also an important thing does it come with Yerushalayim does it come with Chayis does it come with Simcha and so on so, but over there it talks about what did you do what was the commensurate reward or punishment it's about Maisel rather than about how you felt so that's why Rashi says it's not so much about the Yerushalayim that they had 
it's, it's rather discussing what did they accomplish by their act that they did, they brought to life the entire Jewish nation the reward was they were given families that went on forever and ever within the Jewish nation those special families and the reward that they got for for the Yerushalayim that they had, which is correct of course but that was that Moshe Rabbeinu received the Torah, that's not something that goes on forever because Moshe Rabbeinu, he received the Torah, but his children did not carry on that uh, tradition. Moshe Rabbeinu wanted that to be, but it wasn't, because he had to hand it over to Yeshua. So it continued with Yeshua, not with Moshe Rabbeinu's family. Rather, the focus of Rashi is that what they did, which brought about the entire Jewish nation forever, therefore they were given Kohuna Leviya and Malchus, which is something that went from them forever on to their children and grandchildren. And the Rebbe points out that each area of Torah, when we talk about Medrash, the Medrash may, which is about bringing a person to feel a feeling of Yerushalayim, that's what it is, Meshkin Libeshal Adam. Medrash is meant to evoke a feeling of closeness to Hashem. Therefore, it focuses on the feelings that they had Yerushalayim, therefore they were given the the reward of Moshe Rabbeinu being the one to receive the Torah. Because in Medrash, that's what the main focus is. In Sifri, which is already the halacha within Medrash, which talks close to the Maisa B'Payel, Maisa, so therefore it already focuses on what the Mialdas did, what the midwives did, but in a general sense. They were close to Hashem, they brought themselves close to Hashem, Hashem did good things for them. But in Shudrash Mikra, the way Rashi interprets it, it has to be very specific. The Maisa B'Payil is the very focus of Shudrash Mikra. And therefore, does it not only approach it in a general terms, you did good things, you'll get good things, but it talks about the specifics. You did this particular good act of bringing the future of the Jewish people, therefore, this will be re- the reward you will receive Bate Kahuna, the families of Kahuna, the families of Malchus and so on, which, by the way, the Sifri doesn't call it Bate Kahuna. That's an important point that I missed before. The, the Sifri doesn't call it Bate Kahuna, the Sifri calls it Moshe and Aaron, or rather Kahuna and Malchus, but it doesn't say Bate Kahuna, it doesn't make the, put the emphasis on the fact that it went on. They received Malchus, they received Kahuna. And a life's lesson that we get from this is that you could ask the question. Yes, it didn't, by uh, the way Rashi describes it, it was something that went into the future. But when you look at Moshe Rabbeinu, how could a mother have more nachas than having the son of Moshe Rabbeinu? How, what could be a greater reward than that? And the answer is there could be a greater reward. The point is that it's not just about having a good child. That you have to, the, the real thrust of Yiddishkeit is how does it continue? What are their children? What are their grandchildren going to do? There are three level, three different approaches to Yiddishkeit. There are Kayinim. Kayinim are completely removed from the world. They're not allowed to step out of Eretz Yisrael because it's a place of Tumah. They have to be within the confines of holiness. Completely separated, they bring Karbonus. They, they're in the Beis Amigdash. That's where they function. Levim 
are already more into the world because they're allowed to become Tomei, they're allowed to go even to a cemetery, which means they're allowed to have contact even with such Yidin, which are spiritually dead, let's call it. But still, they are connected to the Kayanim. There's their original place, their place where they do their most of their Aveda is in the Beis Amigdash. Yet they're allowed to go out, but then there is ordinary Yidin which, not so much ordinary Yidin, Malchus represents that a Melech means that they have to bring godliness, the kingdom of Hashem, the, ro- the uh, dominion of Hashem, to the whole world, everywhere. And that's the real Aveda. That's the main focus of Aveda is that we have to bring godliness to the entire world. And that's the three levels of how a Yid is meant to bring the future of Yiddishkeit depends on all these three levels and when we do all these three levels so then we will have the Zeichet to the Gula Shleimah